Well, Jay, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little cooped up here. It's time. Uh, it's time for a move. I think get some uh, some space, some bigger yard, that kind of thing. What do you think? You are really gonna move, but like that's like that's a big deal. Like you can't do it that. It is a big deal. You're, you're scared to even leave your living room. <laughs> it's a. It seem what seems like a big deal moving isn't when you use the right people. You can use these sell your own home situations where you're you're bartering with a guy in your driveway for 45 minutes and you end up selling for $3 or you can use a professional that makes moving actually simple. Who are we going to use? But the problem is obviously Tom, but my worry is like you're so far, you're in Orleans. Tom will come to Orleans, he'll go to Russell, he'll go to Clarence Creek, he'll go to west of the Westie Village, wherever it is out there. <laughs> he'll go anywhere for you and make that experience that you were talking about of nervous or a lot of work, make it seem like nothing. Bastion and Ferguson will literally smooth out the easiest move of your life. Wow, even in Orleans, I just can't get over that. Yeah, once you hit 10th line, 11th line, 14th line, he's still coming. He's driving in his brand new Dodge Caravan, carries his family around in, will sell your home. That's what I'm looking for, an easy ride with Bastion and Ferguson. Look them up, he's gonna sell you quick and easy. you're working hard writing a super difficult story with a deadline it's 7 p.m what is the drink of choice beside your laptop uh a cold coffee a cold black coffee whoa wow yeah really wow that you know what was not expecting that that, that threw me one right beside me right now actually a cold like, coffee is yeah. there a cigarette in it too <laughs> Oh my God, that is so tough. Like you're the it toughest is. person on this podcast that we've ever had. Who drinks yeah. cold coffee? Oh my okay, God. So I need, to, I need to follow up on this. Do you make the coffee and then let it sit till it's cold? Or yeah. do you have like a special iced coffee thing? Uh, iced coffee is in the summer more so. But yeah, when I'm working, it's uh, wow. make the coffee, let it sit for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes maybe. That's amazing. See how it is. And then just... Nurse, because to me, it's, it's great. I love cold coffee. That's, wow. Wow. Well done. Wow. Okay. Steve O'Kane. I don't want to, I don't want a question because it's like, how do you follow that? You can't follow that up. So no. I'm just going to give you one of my son's questions. Yeah. He's playing Fortnite. He needs a new nickname. He was, wants to go. He's eight. He wants to go with toxic waffle or... <laughs> Or Toxic Cobra. Steve, which one does he, should he pick? 
pucks a guaffle all day. That's what I said. He was mad at me when I said that. He I wants the cobra. Why you underpromise and overdeliver? Yeah, that's right. I give you that, Jay. Jason Whiting, Soccer Snob number two. If a genie, I'm going to follow up on Emily's question here. If a genie pops up to you right now, says, "Order any beverage on the planet," what do you choose? Right now. Right now, a beverage. Oh you have God, two seconds. So easy. A hold on. A uh, mint, all uh, chocolate, hot chocolate. <laughs> With almond milk? With almond milk. No whip. No. It's, Starbucks. I don't know. That, that, got, that got weird. Give me a cold, know, give me better, a cold black coffee I'm, any day. I'm looking at Emily with five cigarettes in her hand and a cold <laughs> coffee and a knife behind her ear. And she's judging me the whole time. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Welcome to season two, episode two of the Soccer Snobs podcast. Our guest today Currently based in the greater Toronto area, I'm going to say Brantford now, Emily Wilson is a sports journalist with an expertise and specialization in soccer. Her written content ranges from breaking news, match reports, tactical analysis pieces to profiles, exclusive coverage and in-depth features. The main focus is in European and Canadian soccer. Content in CBC Sports, One Football, Marca, which is pretty sweet, and Managing Madrid, the largest Madrid podcast in the world. That's what I got. So it's, it's second biggest in the world to, to soccer snobs. <laughs> Recently recognized in 30 under 30 list for Canadian sports media personalities. So welcome wow. to the show, Emily. You seem highly overqualified to be with us, idiots, but <laughs> thanks for joining us. No, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the invite, guys. So two quick things off the bat. I want to throw this by you since you're a 30 under 30 journalist. You're, you've got headlines racking in your brain all the time. We are the soccer snobs. What if I change this quickly to, to a snob cast? Does that make any sense? How, out of 10, how bad is that? I, I don't think it's that bad, actually. No, you would, would, you, would you do it? Snob, snob cast? That's all right? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. See? When, I, when we interviewed Vic Router, I asked him a couple questions too, and he, he seemed all right. I'm not going to go into the quarantine United because I've asked way oh, too many no. people that. Yeah, look, look, she hates it. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Real Madrid, I'm going to call you a Real Madrid super fan. Is that accurate? Uh, I'd, I'd say so, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to jump right into this part because I know you've tweeted about this quite a bit, but how proud are you that they now have a women's team? And I want to know a bit more, uh, were they late to the party? Because I, I, from my research, the league's been going on since 1988. And again, different forms or, another, or others, right? So were Real Madrid super late to this party? And why, do you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the why, I wish I knew why. I hmm. think a lot of people wish they knew why. Um, arguably one of the biggest clubs in the world. And I mean, their toughest competition, they all have women's leagues and then they don't. Yeah. And I, I really wish I knew the answer, but um, I mean, the league is great. I think the team's great. They took over uh, CD Tacon last season, I believe. And then they officially revamped into Real Madrid Femenino recently. So it's been great to watch. I mean, they are second in the table, which I think is great, especially yeah. it's like, it's a mixture of, um, Tacon's old roster and then some new recruits as well so it's kind of familiar for the players but then also 
new head coach, new everything, new facilities, all that stuff. Um, so it's great to see them second in the table behind Barca, but ahead of Atleti. So that's good. But uh, yeah, I think, I think they're doing great so far. And it's again, finally, they finally have a team and it's just, it's great to see. Yeah. Um, compared like, again, with the, the English uh, women's super league mm -hmm. and uh, France, I know is quite how, where does like the Spanish women's league rank in terms of like European women's leagues? Is it, is it getting bigger or is it already big? How, where does it rank? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's already big, um, but it just depends on what teams you're talking about. I mean, Barca's been in the Champions League final multiple times, um, and Atletico Madrid's also made their way up in that competition as well. So you got your big names there. I think the league as like overall is getting a lot bigger. Um, women's soccer in general is nice to see of how um, much bigger it's getting and the attention that it's getting because it thoroughly deserves it. Yeah, totally. no, I agree. I'm glad you started with that one, Mark. I was, it's actually one of the ones I had because I was thinking like, I know at least I'm not a super fan, but I know about Real and I was like, well, what's the deal with their women's team? I guess you've answered a bunch of it already. What about like their policy? Like, do you think are, they're going to end up being like Real, like the Galactico and the superstar? Like they are, you said, arguably the biggest club. I would actually probably say they are the biggest club in the world. So resources shouldn't be a problem. Do you know anything about like, what their goal is or what their policy might be moving forward? Um, I know some of the recruits that they did bring in were already pretty popular on the women's stage. Um, I mean, we have two Swedish players, uh, Sofia Jakobsen and Kosovar Aslani, and they were really, really great in the Women's World Cup. And now they're kind of, I'm going to say, the poster players um, nice. for the team and kind of what they're building. And again, it's just great to see. There's a lot of Spanish players as well, obviously by default, um, yeah. who played with the national team. And it's just great to see that. So I think in the future, I mean, signing more Galacticos might be a thing that they're going to um, try and do. But then again, they're going to have to compete with the giant that is Olympic leaning. So yeah. Yeah. to fight for all the signings. There's actually a rumor right now that um, Jakobsen is being followed by Leon right now. Oh, so wow. hopefully she stays in Madrid, but it's tough competition. Totally. Yeah. Usually in the men's game, that's the other, the shoes on the other <laughs> foot for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you never know, Steve, they pump the resources in, like you said, you never know, right? It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a shoot, but here, Atletico, Athletic Bilbao. Okay. I know in, in the men's game, they have this, uh, you know, um, what's that region there? Uh, yeah, they, they, they only recruit. That. Now, the women's team I've read is, are quite powerful as well, right? I don't know if it's a historical. I think they've won. Have they won any titles, Bilbao women? Uh, that actually I'm not too sure about. No. So uh, my, my main question, I don't know if you know it off, off, off by heart. Uh, I don't know how big of a fan you are of them or how close you follow them, but do they follow the same structure? Do you know, like, do they uh, only recruit Basque women? Uh, that one, unfortunately, I don't know. Um, that would have to be something to look into. That would be a pretty interesting piece though. Yeah. You're looking at more headlines already, but. Oh, ah, look at that. If anything, you know, I've given you that. Okay. So that's uh, okay. So respect for women's soccer. Here's something I want to, uh, I want to bring up because I saw you tweet about this. Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid women's game. First okay. ever Derby. Oh, I know. All of a sudden split screened for Zidane's press conference. Now that, I mean, that as a, as a fan, that's unacceptable, no? 
Absolutely. I mean, I, the game was very early because um, Eastern Standard Time, I mean, I always have to get up really early for those matches. And to even find those streams, especially in Canada, is super hard. So you have to rely on Real Madrid TV, and then it's played in Spanish. So you're already, like, I have to overcome so many hurdles. Um, I would imagine for those watching in Spain, it's much, much easier. Maybe even in the UK, it would be easier. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was watching the game, super excited for it. It's probably like 6.30 in the morning. And the split screen happened, and I thought I was sleeping again. I thought that like oh they actually did that, and then they had the audio um, from the press conference over the match. That was my next question. A little, a little surprising. Um, I mean, I do understand the importance of a press conference, but there's also multiple channels on Real Madrid TV, so it's just an interesting broadcasting decision. I felt, um, and I believe that a couple people responded to that tweet. Um, even in my DMs and stuff. And we're like, yeah, I was watching that too. So was there any backlash? Like, was there any, did Real Madrid have to like uh, answer to any, like, was there any fan uh, upsetness or or did did it just go unnoticed other than you and and the people watching? Um, That I'm not too sure. I know my team at Managing Madrid, we were kind of all talking about it a little bit. Um, Myself and one of my colleagues, we tweeted at the, at the same time. So I was like, oh, then we started chatting about it, just like in our personal messaging and stuff. But um, you made an interesting point, though, because people would have to be watching that game in order to see it happen. So I guess it would just depend on who's actually watching the women's team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really, I would say, a shocking thing yeah. that I saw. Yeah, I guess it's tough to, this is going to lead into my next point, but it's tough to... Uh to equalize the men and women's game when you're treating one much different than the other. And this is something else I kind of came up uh, upon here with the, in, in England with the lockdowns and the COVID and all this stuff. And I don't really want to read it. I wrote it all down, but I don't want to read it all. Cause that'll probably bore everyone to death. But like the gist of it is they've canceled a lot of FA cup games or postponed a lot of the men's games, but also let a lot of the, semi-pro men's games continue where on the women's side they shut it down completely again it goes to this whole how are you supposed to give the women's game which we want to grow a leg up when you're treating it like a second class sport so Mm -hmm. my thought again goes to like this is just another example of the lack of respect given to the women's game do you see this in other places beyond my two examples i'm sure you do uh, yeah, I mean, you can see the discrepancies in any sport where you're talking about soccer, or basketball, um, hockey over here in Canada. Uh, the NWHL is supposed to start yeah. soon, from what I remember. And we'll see how that goes, especially because Toronto has um, the six starting for the first time. So, I mean, you'll see discrepancies in coverage, I'm sure. But you just have to hope that over time, that gap just starts to shrink. Yeah, I guess the more... The more exposure, which is a good thing with this, uh, with the women's super league coming on Sportsnet and stuff, right? I mean, like that. It's funny to me because I, again, I'm not a self uh, women's soccer expert. I, I freely admit that. But whenever the Canadians women's uh, women's national team is on, I don't miss a second. Whenever now this women's super league is playing on Sportsnet, I'm PVRing every game. It's not a matter of I didn't, this is just a personal opinion, but I think I can speak for almost anybody because I'm a soccer fan. Give it to me and I'll watch it. 
So it's kind of, it's frustrating, even with the Women's Super League having, it's so sporadic. You never really know when it's on or if, if curling's on, it's tape delayed or it's this, it's, it's just, anyway. So what I'm saying is the more exposure we give the women's game, the better it is, obviously, right? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like I said, for the, um, for the Real Madrid streams, trying to find those streams sometimes is like pulling teeth. Yeah. Um, like you have the ones that are like geo-blocked. So it's already a problem, just me being in Canada. But um, even sometimes like the go-to sites, it's just not showing that day. And yeah. then it's, okay, how can I even report about this game? Because now I can't, I can't watch it, can't see the dynamic of the game. I just know the scoreline and who yeah. scored and cross my fingers that we won, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, uh, have you heard like through the grapevine or through your channels, are DAZN or One Soccer looking into picking up like the NWSL or the, uh, um, the Women's Super League or, you know, anything like that? Is, is there any even minor talks about that? Uh, not that I've heard of. Um, One Soccer likes to talk a lot about Canada having their own league um, for women's soccer. They talk about that a lot for the Canadian Premier League to kind of open up that path and start to introduce some teams or the idea of bringing a Canadian team into NWSL. But um, right now it's just all speculation. I'm not sure about broadcasting rights yet. Um, those are yeah. always very generally confusing to me. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The show what and yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll pop up with another app. Like we're, so we have to pay for 47 apps to watch soccer every weekend. Yeah. That's uh, that's usually how it works. Yeah. One of the reasons I got into in the first place was because they showed La Liga and then mm. the next season they lost the rights to La Liga. So I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. okay. I have my websites. So yeah, you do. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in just with a different line of questioning. Sorry, Mark, you can totally tell me this is stupid. We'll just cut it out. Don't worry about yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> uh, I saw on your, one of your pages of something when I was looking you up um, that what inspired you was that, uh, Van Persie goal uh, in the 2014 World Cup. And so like, what, like, what was your next steps after that? Like, cause I know for me seeing the World Cup in Korea in 2002 changed everything for me. I knew I was going to work in something to do with the football or soccer, you know, like, and so like, and then I started, I went and I found out how to do my coaching stuff and how to get those badges and everything. So what, what, what kind of, I'm curious to know what you did after that yeah um i actually have kind of a funny story um i've never played soccer in my life huh. i should probably just start with that uh, <laughs> it was it, never once um which a lot of people find surprising and it's a running joke that my father and i have because it's just a nice um surprise to tell people that yeah yeah but um my mother's portuguese so always growing up you know, any big game with the Portuguese national team, um, you're going to go over to your grandparents and every single cousin will be there and everybody's going to be absolutely silent until someone does something with the ball and hopefully it's, it's a goal. Um, so growing up, it was just always watching the big tournaments. But yeah, it wasn't until 2014 where I could actually register, um, okay, this is a big tournament. This is a big sport because besides the World Cup, um, my mother didn't watch soccer per se, unless it was those big tournaments. So the PL was never on in my household, always NBA, NHL, um, and just like the Canadian genre that we have over here, just because there's not a yeah. lot of soccer coverage. 
But yeah, the 2014 World Cup, I was, um, I was 15. And I remember watching and I could actually realize people love this game. And it just never kind of registered to me until that moment. And that header was just phenomenal. And then watching the celebration and just that whole tournament, I was like, okay, this is something I want to be a part of. It's something I want to follow and kind of take into the next step, not just watching it with my family, which I love. That's how a lot of people get into the game, right? But I just wanted to take it one step further after that. Yeah. Wow. Jake, great question, by the way. I loved it. You made me look like a, proud of like a, a useless. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm following up on that line because Jay's yes. so good. It's like, I think it's a good question. Maybe not as good as Jay's, but it's also the laziest researched question ever because it's about the, <laughs> it's about the tweet that you have pinned on your account. It obviously is such a great pinned tweet. It hooked me so like, you, where you wrote, I'm an accredited female football journalist who just voted for a fellow Canadian to win the 2020 Golden Boy Award, which is cool. And then you wrote, that's one hell of a sentence. Loved it. I was like yeah. a fish on a hook as soon as I read that. So yeah. what I want to ask is, okay, obviously you can vote for the Golden Boy. Can you vote for the Golden Ball? No. Okay. So how do you... Hopefully one, one day. Yeah. yeah. So not yet then. Not yet. Not yet. No. How do you, how are you registered to vote for the Golden Boy? Like I, ball, yeah, I know you're a journalist and accredited, but like, how does that happen? Um, yeah, so the platform, it's actually a lot easier than most people think. Okay. You just have to go into the tutos for, and they, um, you have to give, go into the, what's it called? A, uh, the poll. Yeah. And um, basically I didn't really have to put in any information or anything, but it's a poll by journalists. Okay. So, Therefore, I could just pick my choice. And of course, it was Davies and voted. But um, there weren't a lot of votes. Actually, I was kind of surprised in total. I mean, not just for Davies, but for everybody together. Um, So I'm not sure if maybe just a lot of people don't know about it. Um, But um, who I saw someone's tweet, and it led me to that page. Um, I think it was Andy Petrillo. Mm -hmm. I believe it was her tweet. And I saw it, and um, she was just like, I just went and voted or something along the lines like that. And I was like, hmm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check it out and see kind of what the requirements are. And then I was just like, okay, you can actually vote for it if yeah. you're a journalist. But uh, yeah, it's actually a lot simpler than most people think. Wow. Well, that's awesome, man. And good for yeah. you like, for supporting Canadian and for Davies and the season you had, like that's really cool. I, it hooked me, even though it's like the laziest research because then I, I didn't, well, I did go further. But... <laughs> yeah, no, it was just kind of a moment for me if I have to be honest, like, um, yeah. Again, I've not been in this industry for a long time. Too. Yeah. Um, I don't have a, like, a lot of soccer knowledge as other people would have if they've been following it throughout their life. Because like I said, I was 15 when I started getting hooked and probably 17 when I started watching religiously. So it's yeah. only been a few years trying to jam pack like all that knowledge in. But um, yeah, that moment was kind of just like, a, okay, like we're here. Um, we're covering leagues we're making writing headlines and stuff like that and there's another canadian it was just kind of a wow moment that's cool yeah i'm I'm dying to know i'm dying to know what are you reading or what are you doing to just to gain knowledge and sort of like a quick turnaround for yourself because you're you know it directly impacts your writing i'm desperate to know what do you what do you do yeah of course um my go-to is twitter um 
I remember when I was starting university, um, kind of those, what are they called? The icebreaker questions that you always do before you start like a new job or like a new class or something. Sometimes it's like, what is one social media platform that you can't go without? And without a doubt, every single time mine will be Twitter. I read so many stories through Twitter. My bookmarks and my likes are insane. Um, just the amount of articles that I have. I try to be have a, like a variety in the, in the outlets that I'm reading. So The Athletic, um, your Sportsnet, your TSNs, obviously. Um, CBC Sports as well. Kind of get that Canadian content. And then by default, I read a lot of One Football. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Anything that's not um, blocked by an ad. I will also read those ones as well. But um, yeah, honestly, it's just a lot of research. Um, I like my research as well. I'm not afraid to sit down and, I mean, read about something for four, three or four hours and just make sure I know what I'm talking about. Um, because again, it's an industry where you have to know what you're talking about. So yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah, don't, don't you hate like it's like coaching sorry mark i'm gonna cut you off like no no i like it you're you're dominating and i i'm really proud of you like a father right now <laughs> so like, because you know we we talk about this we're, we're coaching like just because you're a player doesn't mean you could coach right there's different skills just like because you you didn't play soccer it has nothing to do with your writing ability or your ability to analyze um you know a match or analyze whatever whatever's happening in the culture of, of football so do you get like pushback by people saying well, you never played before like it's like are you stupid like do you ever just yell back at them you don't seem like the type but i would love to hear a story <laughs> um actually the person, the person that says that to me the most is um my dad he likes ah. to be fun about this and yeah. i mean it's all fun and games at the same time but also a lot of people don't know that um because of that thought of okay, what kind of backlash might I get if I come out the gate saying, and also, by the way, like I've never played. Yeah. Like, it kind of plays into your question, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like not a lot of people know, um, but I mean, I don't think it's any different. Like you said, I played sports all my life, just not soccer. And I think, I mean, who knows? It might just be because of the Canadian sport landscape. I yeah. played Timbits, but I was also four, so I don't really count that. <laughs> I'm counting it. That's your rookie. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, it counts. We're going to get you that blue check on Twitter because you play. Yeah, I, 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 we're all for that now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears back to Real Madrid men for a second. Okay. They seem to be pushing hard for a Super League. Okay, we're like Super League snobs on here. Do you support that? Would you want to see a Super League? Good question. No, I wouldn't. I think it's kind of redundant when you have um, the Champions League and then you yeah. also want to do a Super League. That doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. And also one of the best parts about soccer is when like a lower tier side qualifies for the Champions League and then makes it 100%. to X stage, right? Um, like last season was Leipzig. Oh, yeah, Leipzig. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even Atalanta, like they went pretty far yeah. and that's just yeah. what the magic's about. So I'm yeah. not a fan of a Super that's League. Right. So I'm going to stick with Madrid here. And I think this is a Steve, this is a Steve inspired question here. Oh, I know what it is. Is, is Benzema one of the most underappreciated players of all time? Oh, I love this question. Yes. I'm back. I'm back. Yes. I'm inspired. I, I can't stop saying this about this guy. Like he's just <laughs> like so underrated by everyone. Yeah. I think, um, 
I think it was today, actually, this morning, there was a tweet from Bleacher Report Football. Um, I'm not sure how many years ago, but it was when Benzema signed for um, Lyon. And then Mm -hmm. it was just all the stats so far. And it said he was the leading all-time assist scorer for Real Madrid. And I remember I had to read that sentence twice because I was like, really? And I was like, that actually makes sense because of the amount of time that he's been there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he's – like one of the best number nines you can find in the game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it's he's not. See, I'm I'm that guy that will probably <laughs> criticize him, but like in my soul, I know he is just a, a special player. So I'm gonna rip from him to another player that Ooh. intrigues me every millisecond. Wow. But I don't know if it's popular enough for the average. So I'm gonna give it a little background. Martin Odegaard. Okay, he was brought in by Real Madrid at like two years old. Okay, <laughs> I'm just, I'm at like, well, I don't know, 17. Yeah. He was supposed to be this like legend of a player who's, you know, big build up, everything. And then it just kind of fizzled to nothing. But last year, he had an unbelievable uh, year on loan. I, was it Sociedad he was on loan? I don't yeah. really remember. Yeah. And now he's at Real Madrid. How is he doing this year? Is he featuring? enough is he having influence like what do you think of him this season um unfortunately he hasn't played as much as I would like um this season I'm a big Odegaard fan um I was actually fortunate enough um I lived in the Netherlands two two years ago I believe and I remember I was talking to my editor-in-chief and I was like hey like um Odegaard's on loan in the Eredivisie so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna write about kind of the skills and the talents that he has and why it's a good a good signing. Because like you said, a lot of people were questioning why are they signing a 16, 17-year-old? What do they see in this guy type thing? But yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, he's, he's just a magician in the midfield. That's what I like to call him. But unfortunately, yeah, he hasn't played too much this season. Uh, a couple knocks, a couple muscle problems. Um, but... That's something that a lot of people, a lot of other journalists are criticizing right now from um, just like a substitution perspective. Why isn't he playing so much? Um, we know what he can do again because of his loan spell at Sociedad. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I just cross my fingers that he gets a few minutes here and there and then starts a few because he yeah. can certainly make a difference pretty quickly too. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of one star in the men's game here, flip to the, what now? What is this? I keep I keep calling it the Spanish Women's League. Is it is it technically called La Liga Femenino? Is that the re, is that the proper way to say it? I've seen multiple names. Um, like I've seen the Primera Division. That's the one okay. I use the most. Um, but I mean, I'm not sure how interchangeable it is. But yeah. every time okay. I read it, it's something different. So, in that league, I'll just say that league because I don't. I, so in that league, who is a player? Steve, Jay, and I, and our listeners can follow. Like, who's this star player, up-and-comer, the next big thing? Like, give us, give us a name or two, if you want, that, that we should be following. Um, Not to put you on the spot or anything. I'm, I'm <laughs> a big fan. I mean, I'm a little biased as well, but I'm a big fan of Misa in goal for Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Keeper. 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 Jay's yeah. gonna be so mad. Jay doesn't like keeper. <laughs> Look at him. He's what gone. Just ignore him. Ignore yeah. him. Just ignore him. I'm gonna give you one, Emily. It's a local, local flavor. Kayla Adamac. She's at Tenerife. Hey, really? That'd be one to follow. I yeah. do not. Oh, hey. 
she's from Ottawa. Yeah. And she, I feel like now, like I have glasses to try and make myself look smarter. They're not even real. <laughs> I feel like Tenerife were top of the table this year at one point or potentially an extended point, or it was one of the first games and they were like, they won three nil. So they were top table. I don't know. But at one point they were anyways, local, local Ottawa, uh, uh, player there so interesting wow that's yeah. great to know mm-hmm. yeah. I, I did not know that yeah, yeah that's that yeah that's, so we can't bring up spanish soccer without bringing up atletico ottawa oh yeah is this a good thing do you think for the cpl to have a massive club from somewhere else be involved in the cpl i mean there what do you think about that Oh, absolutely. Um, I remember when I first started hearing rumors that Atletico were going to come to Ottawa and I um, started to get a hold with some of my colleagues in Spain who covered the club over there. And I was like, Hey, like, have you heard about this? And they're like, no, I'm like, okay, no problem. And then the next day there's more rumors. And then I was like, Hey, like anybody know anything so far? Um, I spoke with a rep like at La Liga and I was like, okay, like anything, anything because this rumor is a big rumor and it's going to be like life-changing for the city of Ottawa and just like the sporting dynamic there. And then, yeah, everyone was really tight-lipped. And then eventually it was just, boom, here's the announcement. It's a real, real club. It's happening. And it's just great. Like even to have Nisna as a coach and like that historic connection as well, because he used to play for them. Mm -hmm, I mean, who knows? Like in the long run, like we talked about before, everyone's kind of pushing for the CPL to have a women's league and Atletico Madrid have arguably one of the better um, female football teams in Europe. So you never know what kind of um, road it could lead to. And I think think it's great for the league. I'm going to ask Mark, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to ask a question. I think I've asked like three times on this podcast, but I'd love to get your perspective and it's maybe like a quest of mine and people are going to be like, what an idiot. Why do you ask again? Third time. But speaking of the women's league, uh, I know this year, a lot of stars have gravitated to the uh, English women's uh, super league, mostly because of COVID restrictions and to get game time and the rest of it. But I, also I do feel like it's a bit of a trend that players are going to Europe on the women's side. To me, it makes sense on the men's side because of the standard of what they're at. I always felt like with an NWSL, or a potential team in Canada in an NWSL or a Canadian league. It's a shame that I'm telling you Kayla Adamick is playing for Tenerife. We would love, why, why would she have to go there? I can get it more on the men's side. If Tenerife, Bilbao, Madrid, they're all like a higher level to Atletico Ottawa. It's like a step, but the game and the level of play of women here and in, in the U S is so high. Why would they even have to have that option? So I don't know if that's ever anything you thought of or, you know, it's a, to me, it feels like a shame that they have to go there, especially when there's an NWSL as well, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I mean, then it kind of begs the question, like, okay, if you have the players who aren't necessarily getting signed by Chelsea, like Jesse Fleming, or I mean, PSG, like Jordan Heidema, yeah. what kind of players are falling through the cracks? Right. Right. Um, there was a piece yeah. I saw it today, and that's what I was actually thinking about this today. Um, Laura Armstrong at the Toronto Star, she wrote yeah. a piece. Um, earlier this fall about um, just kind of that sort of dynamic for players and just like how that affects the women's national team in the long run and kind of just what it does. Um, But yeah, I think, I I mean, I have the same question that you just asked. I think about it all the time. Why do they have to leave Canada in order to 
try and fulfill their careers. Totally. Yeah. It just, it's it just, it's just, well, I'll answer that. Be devil's advocate. I'll answer that. And I always wanted to, I think I've said this before, Steve, not to go against you because I totally, I see what you're saying because the U S is so strong, but if I'm a player, a, I always want to be in Europe over North America because I can travel easier and like the, just the, the league can be more sustainable in Europe because you can go anywhere all the time. Whereas in, in Canada North, and in the States, you have to, it costs so much to fly. Like remember for PDL, just to go to like stupid Connecticut, it costs like 12 grand. Just yeah, to, it's like, insane. It was yeah. insane. So even though you're right, see, I can't argue with that, but I just like, as a player, I'm always going to Europe, no matter what. Every I think you're right from sustainability. Time. Sustainability makes total sense. You can hit, you know, like London. You've got 60 clubs in London, so that totally makes sense. But I always just look at it, and maybe it's me being somewhat ignorant to the women's game. That why go there? Like, I guess sustainability of the league aside, I would want to play in Ottawa because I'd say the standard of player I'm playing with will at least be close to on par or better. And if I'm in the NWSL, arguably I'm playing in the best league um, based on the standard of the U.S. women's team. So it's a tough debate because of, I think, the sustainability of leagues. And it's, that's not even just a women's problem. That's a men's problem as well on, on the uh, North American leagues here too. So, yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I have an idea, Mark, for, if for um, Emily? Emily, if I pay for your flight as an investment for you to go to Madrid – and have you ever read the book Castile, Castile de Sangro? No. Okay, it's from a guy. What's his name, guys? Uh, Joe McGinnis, I think. Yeah, he, he since yeah. passed away. Okay. Um, but he followed a team oh. that made it all, all the way up the ranks. Matt, if I'm you, why not go? Oh. Be, be that journalist. Be with a team. Follow the first women's team in, in, in Madrid. And, uh, and, and then write about it. I think it'd be amazing. Like, like, no, who's doing it? I don't know. But I don't know. Would you have the guts to do that? Are you interested? Or do you think it's a stupid idiot idea? <laughs> you can tell them it's a stupid idiot idea. If you have the guts, do it. Do it. With, it's actually splash your black cold coffee in the camera. <laughs> into his face. <laughs> so good. No, I no, I take that, uh, that ticket in a heartbeat. I mean, I'm, we're going back a couple of years now. I'm not sure how much you guys talk about youth sports at all, but um, I actually did that with the Carlton Ravens. Um, the last three seasons, I just kind of dedicated myself and the head coach, Quasey Loney. Yeah. I've heard of him. I was like, listen, Quasey, I, I will be the person to cover your team every single game, rain or shine. Wow. In about two and, two and a half years, I think. Wow. Yeah. And then eventually, um, I was fortunate enough to travel with them to nationals back in 2018. And then Montreal. I also went last year as well. I went the last two and right. um, yeah, just having that dynamic and like that amount of coverage and I loved it. So yeah, yeah. I had the ticket, put my name on it and I will be in, at Pearson yes. in an hour and a half because but I get 10%. I get 10% of your, <laughs> your sales. hundred <laughs> percent. Do you know Mark is the leading scorer for Carlton? Like he's he's in the history books. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Legend. Oh, the legend. You know, Can we talk about it? Uh, it's just so long ago. I played with Quasi at Carlton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Emily, he had Sandy. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love Sandy. But ninety percent of his goals are penalties, so like it doesn't. <laughs> really count. 
Listen, yeah, I'm a Ronaldo fan. Do you know how many times people yeah. talk that? It's yes, she's Good on point. my side. Okay, so with all that said, I'm going to ask you a couple quick rapid fire questions and we'll let you get to your coffee. And uh, I want to know, if you had to pick, you have to pick one. Would you rather Barcelona or Atletico Madrid win the Champions League? Atletico Madrid. Ooh, interesting. The last soccer book that you read? Um, Fear and Loathing in La Liga. Oh, my God. I'm writing it down. Do you recommend it? Do you recommend it? Yeah, I definitely do. Wow. The best Spanish dish to eat? Oh, cool. I mean, a classic paella is really good. So good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm starving right now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Who picked this dinner time to have an interview? I'm starving to death. Yeah. It's so funny. People at home, if you have never seen Mark, he is like, he looks like he's malnourished and he's never eaten food in his life. And he's, it's funny that he's talking about eating because he, he's oh. like, he's oh sick. My God. Okay, oh, on. I love it. Oh, I can't finish. Rare. Uh, Rate Marouane Fellaini's soccer ability out of 10. Oh, God. Um, six and a half was the number that came to that me. Such, yeah, it's such yeah, a good number because it's yeah. like you're being nice yeah. and you're hitting at the same time. It's a perfect <laughs> number. I have to do the player ratings for all uh, Real Madrid's games, so I'm pretty precise. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. I love the half. The half just won me 100% over. At, uh, that was a good, good transition, Mark. Well done. At Wilson underscore EMT is your Twitter handle, correct? Yes, it is. Follow Emily Wilson. She's a great follow. And I'm the ultimate Twitter snob. Like I, I delete or unfollow like seven <laughs> people a day. Like, so if you're still on my thing, you're, you, you have deserved it. <laughs> and uh, and you're you're but I thought you're you're a great Twitter follow and soccer player or not you're one of the most knowledgeable uh, uh, journalists we've had on here and we appreciate it a ton. Um, you'll be on my Twitter for at least another six months. <laughs> that's a, that's a huge huge honor. It's better than the thirty under thirty. It's better than anything. So anyway, with all that said, no, like we appreciate you coming on and uh, follow her at. Wilson underscore EMT. EMT. Why? What's that? Yeah. Oh my um, I'm dying to know. Well, when you have a name like Emily Wilson, there's about a million and a half people yeah. with that name. <laughs> um, yeah. So trying to craft a Twitter handle that nobody else has. Um, the T is for my middle name, Taylor. And just kind of how to try and make it work and something that would yeah. last for a while. So yeah. 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 So anyway, follow her. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate your uh, your great follow and uh, and uh, we wish you a big success. If we can help you in any way, come back on, promote anything uh, we need. Uh, we'll help you out any day. And Jay, hook, keep them on the hook for that plane ticket. Oh no, um, I will. And yeah, thanks yeah. again, guys. This is really great. I'd I'd love to come back. It was yeah, great awesome. chatting with the three of you. Thanks, Emily. Thanks. Thank you, Emily. And we're back. Uh, I don't know if we're doing that, but um never do that again look i'm taking over from you mark like i haven't taken over the show i'm taking over for one question i'm gonna call you out this is our first time we've had an interview and talked after an interview 
Um, I love it. Mark, you can explain it if you want further. But what all I want to say is, what's understandedness? Did, Did I say it? that? Yeah, it was best. I almost asked her if she's going to use that in her next like written work. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Sometimes I just like, I go into those will, like I lose my head. Yes. And I'm either trying to look at something on a page or like something or other. And then I just, I rattle off like three or four just random words. It's really weird. And I, I did that once. I didn't know if I said understandableness. But you, but you grew up in Vanier, right? Like a little east of Vanier and Pineview. Okay. I think that's a dialect that comes from there. So I, I don't think anybody can fault you for that. I think it's like no, a mix between English and like nothing. I think it's like you had a cleft lip on your upper and lower lip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Steve, two, OSU 2006 girls. Yes. Okay, we're going to stick on the girls side of things for a minute. They sent us a question via Instagram, was it? Yeah, Instagram. The best boots of all time. Okay. That's one part of the question. I think a lot of people, like, see, I'm not a, like a boot person. Like, just I'll walk into a store, I'll pick it. I, I have no allegiance to anything. I don't care. Huh. Right. Like, I sometimes if I was playing um with the with when i was with the ukrainian team there was younger guys there and they're like and then the speciality copalalities are on sale and this i'm like copalalities yeah i don't know i'm like mine are blue i don't know that's it like i have blue shoes that's i'm not so anyway what is the like the best boot of all time i know the copa mondiales are usually our age i know those Jay, you nailed Mark there. He, you told him about being from Vanier in his dialect, and then he went back into Vanier yeah, dialect. It was a disaster. It was good understandedness on your part, Jay. <laughs> For me, I'm not you, like, like just like a like a baby who doesn't care about anything, like about your boot and stuff, and just picks it out. <laughs> like I care about it. I, I'm not insane, but my favorite boot of all time, like Copas, are easily always top five top three for me it's the umbro specialities i had them for years they were like kangaroo leather i could like bend them like I'd, I'd always get water on them put my feet in right away get them to take the shape of my foot like i felt so good in them i've never felt so good in a boot as the as the speciality they, they fit you as an outsider in your life steve they <laughs> fit you so well it made yeah. me jealous i'm always searching for that boot that fits you like that yeah i want a boot that fits you, like a Cinderella slipper. It yeah. looks like Steve. It looks like a leprechaun's foot after Steve leaves it. It bends. <laughs> the toe bends up. I'm not kidding. Like it's legit. Yeah. Steve has to post a, a picture of this later uh, this month. But like for me, it. Ha I know you didn't ask me, but I have to join in because I love this question. <laughs> I want to join in your reindeer games, and for me, it's the um, Copa Mundial, but the the newest version uh the one gerard would wear um it was the black ones or and then Vieira i think wore them and then claudio venegas got me onto the nike tiempos those boots just fit so perfectly and i'm you're always searching for that boot to fit like that yeah. but me i don't care when people say oh black boots shut up i don't care what color they're they could be you know any color i don't care purple whatever as long as they fit you well yeah. it doesn't matter the black boodle you're not tough if you don't wear shut up you're a loser if you, you think that you're caught in the dinosaur age and it bothers me yeah well that's uh, people uh, when you find a good boot like here's 
again, I, I don't know. I don't remember what I think it might have been a predator, but I when when a boot fits, you're going as far. I went as far as like some some duct tape, like our electric tape, like to yeah, keep it together. Yes. Like I just yeah. don't want them to go. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I can we go farther in her question too? Like I thought like it's such a great question. And I can't remember if, she, if the person who runs the account, let me know her name. So I apologize, but OSU uh, 2006 girls, whoever yeah. that is, she's amazing, by the way, the, the, the feedback and that she gives to us. Uh, anyways, what, she made the point that every girl on the team has to have a different boot and they that's have crazy. to go at length to have a different, like, I know that's enraged Jay, but like, as a, as a, like a parental question, like that's mental. Like, I, I, there's no way, like, I, I love her. I love like that whole team and everything. Like they're so supportive, but I have to say to her, like, I couldn't do it. I would tell my son, you're getting a boot. Like I'm not going to another country to get you a boot because there's none left here. Like we're getting one of these boots at this store, figure it out. I'm going to pause for like half a second and switch it over to superstitions. She's noticed or talked about superstitions before going on the field or before a penalty. Yeah. I didn't have any. I never had any. I, I, again, maybe it's just the boot thing. I just went and, and kind of played. But do you have, did you have any? Do you notice any, even on your U10s or you're your young? Do you notice any? I'm terrified of taking penalties, so I wouldn't. Like before penalty, you mean, or any superstitions? Anyone, but before you go, you know, if sometimes people go on the field, they do like yes, 17 yeah, sides yeah. of the cross. And no, I haven't seen like, I mean, some people do the, 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 the skip, the one legged skip yeah. on the field. I've seen that live sometimes, uh, to mostly Spanish players for some reason, but I, I think they're ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's like, I guess that Bruno, uh, from Man United his like that little jump before he takes a penalty. Like I would assume that, I don't know, maybe that's a superstition or is no, that a technique? A or, that's totally to get the keeper off their game too. Yeah. But would he do that? You know, like, would he not, like, if he doesn't do that, it's, it's gone for him. So it's almost like in the superstition realm, I would say. Maybe in the realm. I, I would agree with Jay that it's like more, he's throwing it off. Yeah. I would, I would put that as almost like routine. Like that's his penalty. Yeah. You know, like basketball players have their, free throw routine like you're told like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. to do the same thing like superstition yeah. would be the, the other stuff you're talking about i have to say i never had superstitions as a player but i'm gonna fully admit and then while i'm doing it now i'm mad at myself but when i watch games now i i'm starting to get like these bizarre i have to sit on this side of the couch <clears throat> like one time liverpool came back and won and then i go put a jersey on a halftime and stuff and like but i'm getting mad at myself and I'm like, it's, it doesn't matter. I'm like, it doesn't matter, Steve. And I'm, I'm having a conversation by myself. My wife's looking at me. And then I'm like, but just do it. And then I do it. Yeah. yeah I remember it. when I was making fun of Mark during a Man United game on, on uh, WhatsApp. And they, because it got smashed. And then an hour later, Liverpool's getting smashed. And Steve, you were like, Jay, you brought this on, uh, on Liverpool because you made fun of Mark. And I was like, no, I didn't. But inside, I was like, oh, my God, did I do this? I, you made me feel like I destroyed Liverpool's chances yeah. that day because yeah. I was roasting Mark on, on WhatsApp. It yeah. killed me. So I'm going to parallel here with the, uh, the interview we did with Emily and go stick to Spanish for a second. Normally non-Spanish soccer fans like we are. We don't really follow the league, I, I can openly say. Uh, I mean, we know. So, but anyway, who are you more partial to? 
Barca or Real? Because usually you have one. Like if they're playing in a game, I'm like, uh, you know, like I, I think, you know, there's always one that you prefer. What is yours, Jay? Um, Barca, for sure. I tried to make Luca a Barca fan. I went to see Barca. We went to Barcelona, like brought my father-in-law there. I just, I, I like the culture. And I, and uh, so I was trying to make Luca a Barca fan, ironically enough, to give him like a lifelong, enjoyable experience. And then he just ended up loving Liverpool because he saw the passion I had during like, you'll never walk alone. And he's lucky yeah. to experience all the stuff that they had, but Barca for sure. Steve? Uh, I want to ask a question because I'm. I wanted to ask her this, and I think it's at the same time a dumb question and a genius question. I'm going to call out my shot, like pointing to left field. <laughs> Who do you know that's a Real Madrid fan? Emily Wilson. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, uh, Jose and and Claudio. I know Claudio's a not guys. a Real Madrid fan. Yeah, you know what? There's, it's like, funny you say it. There's not, not like, many, eh? There's not many. It's like, okay, he's not a diehard fan. You're right. You're I'm right. Talking you're about right. like who, who would, when you talk to those people, would say, and Emily Wilson, like that's why it's a dumb question because we just had her yeah. on. <laughs> well, I want to ask her, like, who are really, like, they're the biggest club in the world. So obviously they have the, like, they definitely have the most supporters. I think it's like been proven and everything. But like, who do you know here? Like, everybody's a Barca fan here. You know, like there's not, I don't know yeah. who's like a Real Madrid supporter. I always find that weird. That's why I was really intrigued by talking to her. I'm a Barca fan for so many different reasons. And then a lot of what Jay said, what I would say, like that gets me in soccer a lot of times. And I love that. It's kind of like they're more romantic than Real. Real was like, they had the Franco. He was the dictator of Spain. It was his club. You know, they were perceived that he gave them everything. And Barca was the team fighting against them. So like, that's why I want to go for it. You know, so that's part of why I like them. And, and I go for teams like a Bilbao who are like, we're only signing Basque players. I would love for them to win the Champions yeah. League like that. Like to me, wow, that what an accomplishment. So I'm yeah. ranting a bit, but who are Real fans? Like, are they actually? Yeah, no, that's an amazing point. Like I've never thought of that before. And it's, it's a genius point because I, I know a million soccer people and I can't find one. We all know that's Arsenal weird. fans, Man U fans, Liverpool fans, Barca fans. Yeah. Like, yeah. What about Atletico Madrid? After all their recent success, and like I think they're probably top of the league right now, again, showing my Spanish soccer knowledge, but I'm sure they are. I think they are. Yeah. Do they not get still the respect that they deserve as a club? Like, are they still kind of like, oh, you know, like here comes little brother? Like are, they, like, are they not? I mean, they've been amazing for like a million years now. They're almost middle child because like yeah. – a little brother gets attention somehow. They're almost middle child That's that you, you you ignore them and forget about them. And Dude, make, you're on fire right now. By middle the way. child is good, eh? Because they're they're so good. They do deserve a lot of respect. Yeah. And then they they're in real shadow all the time. And then there's Barca, who's maybe the little child getting the attention. Yeah, and it's even annoying, like De Gea, for example, like. Atletico Madrid product, this, that comes to United. And then like his dream is to go to Real Madrid. Like why? He came through at like, I just find like this, it's, it's this weird thing where Atletico is almost like it's, it, it, you just can't be happy with it. It's, it's, I don't know. I, the De Gea thing bothers me all the time. And I just don't like that they're not respected and it bothers me. I don't know. And maybe I'm just going off on a, on my own little world here, but the consensus in Spain now is that it's the best league in the world. Like wherever you look, the UEFA coefficient, best league in the world. Football manager, it's like the best in the world. Now, Real Barça Atletico. 
The knock on that, as you hear from people, is that the rest of the league is weak. But is it? I mean, is it? Is the English middle tier better, so much better than them? Like I have written here, like in Spain, Sevilla, huge club, winning European cups, like, you know, European trophies all the time. Valencia is a huge club. Sociedad's a huge club. Bilbao, Villarreal, like these are huge clubs. I don't know if it's a if it's an English arrogance thing or if it's a we all know England better because we watch it all the time. But like, are they really that much worse than like like Sheffield United and West Brom? No, if like they have no business being in any league in where it has a number like Premier League in the world. They're sugar, okay? Like the worst. So why is this? Why is why is that mentality there? That oh, the English middle teams will kill the Spanish. Is that there? Do you believe that? I I I don't I don't talk to especially during COVID. I don't talk to anyone to be honest. <laughs> like I don't talk. I don't. I don't hear anyone saying that that English teams, all English teams, can smash uh, Spanish teams. I think from when people say league, this is from my own humble opinion that they're saying the league as in entertainment value is better. That's a different. Yeah. I have that yeah. written here. That's right. Yeah. It's a difference entertainment between entertainment. Value, yes. But quality, I think if you put like middle table teams from Spain against middle table teams from England and over two legs, Spanish teams would destroy them. Two legs, not the one game, two legs. I, I don't know if I go as far as destroy, but you might be right. That might be a good point. You're, you're, you're. What I mean, destroy is the, the 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 Spanish teams more like, let's say we do ten teams, ten matchups. I think eight out of ten are Spanish teams that win. I don't know. Two legs. A good question. It's a good question, buddy, Mark. I, I'm on the fence. I'm the middle child in this question. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, you're the be? You have is the glasses. This... <laughs> you're the wise father right now. Could it be then? Like people think that because. English teams buy from these all the time and they come, but that's a money issue, right? Not a better club issue. Like that's where it might get muddied in my opinion, where it's like, where we're signing players from Villarreal and all these teams, they want to come to England and play for, you know, whatever, but it's, it's a money a thing. Point. You made a good point though. Like it's hard for me to get past the Sevilla example. Maybe it's one club and I'm putting too much stake into it, but like Valencia were pretty powerful for a while there before. And they're actually winning those European trophies, like really the, the UEFA cup is the second tier. It's the second tier versus second tier. And if you want to know who's the best, it's always the Spanish. They win that all the time. Like who's won it from England? Just man, you like, maybe I'm not, I'm forgetting, but like who else in England has won the UEFA cup in in years. So if you're going second tier, be second tier, it's probably like Jay, you're probably right. You know, like, if you're going bottom tier of Sheffield United and all that, yeah, it's it's different. But uh, as an overall totality of the league, like that's probably where you go is is who wins that, and it's always Sevilla. Yeah, I want to quit. We've talked about this, like we've kind of glossed over it. But for <clears throat> the you know the average listener, Athletic Bilbao is a team in Spain. They only sign players from their region of the country, and they won't vie from that rule and that to me is like if you're looking for a team to follow anybody 
at something interesting like that, like that's really kind of special to do it nowadays and stay in the division. Like it's easy to do and fly down to the third division and be like, yeah, well we do. It's an easy excuse, but they do it. And they're not only in the division, they're, they're decent team. And arguably they'd stay even higher if they could keep those players. Yeah. Because you think of how many of them actually go and are big time players and Barca tends to buy a lot of them as well. You know, like, if they had more financial clout as well with that, like that's yeah. like, to me, that's the rom- romance of soccer that I love. Like I'm with you on that Mark. Like, like that is so awesome. I love that they, they stick to their morals that way, you know, like even in Ottawa and the CPL and in, and in, you know, Edmonton, they're not doing that. And that's where you think it would happen. And they're doing it in, in La Liga. And like, I think they were fifth last year or something like they're top five. And yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. And Real Sociedad is also Basque region, and they did the exact same thing, but they've they stopped in 1989. Which, <clears throat> when I was picking, like I, I pick usually one team from each league to follow and like find that romance. And Bilbao won by a heart. Like it was it was between those two because I even put a thing on Twitter, my own one, a long time ago, and I'm looking them up, and it's like they both do this. I'm like, oh my god, how am I gonna pick? And then Sociedad stopped. I'm like, you're out, you're done. But <laughs> neat though for two teams to do that from the same region it's like a proud people i don't know much about that history but it's uh, it's pretty neat i'm going to flip over now to zidane he went on record after one of the games that they played recently and he lost his head about playing in the snow he says the game should have been canceled is that is that really is that is that baby tell me is zidane a big baby jay no no i'm on his side no one should have to play in the snow um i even though i'm canadian and we went through it steven nationals no no he's zidane and he's at madrid they're in la liga don't play in the snow it's it was stupid he's not a baby i don't even love him love him as a manager i have to respect the stuff that he's won in such a short time and like i not think he'd be that successful i i'm 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 on zidane's side halfway through the game do we call it how many how many minutes were were played? I think it was snowy like to start. I, I'm not gonna pretend like I watched the game because oh, okay. I didn't. But yeah, I saw the I think, thing on the, the news, but I didn't I didn't read the article. I think yeah. Jay's right. Jay, you are right. Jason, Tiberius, Maurice, <laughs> Strong, Armstrong, Tiberius. Whiting the third. You are correct. You are right. <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm on your side. All I want to know is what was the result. It was a try. A try. It was a tie. That's why he probably babied his. Yeah. If they won, it doesn't get mentioned, does it? But but Jay Armstrong, Louis, ginormous man, (laughs) is right. Why play in the snow in La Liga? It's stupid. You don't have to. Just play tomorrow when it's sunny. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's not going to stay there. So, who do you take first? in a draft you've now been given a club and there's a draft and somebody says build your team jason whiting and steve o'kane benzema or firmino first of all i'm mad at the that the, the, you use the word draft um <laughs> such a north american fantasy thing, draft like it, Mark. But, a fantasy um, draft. a fantasy i love drafts I'm okay. all about drafts. Okay, so uh, okay, so I lost. I guess I was the last place team, so I get to pick first. No, what's so, your question? Uh, no, that's a good they, point. Who are the team? That's another good point by you, Jason, 
Louis. <laughs> no, Marquez. I'm a mil- I'm a billionaire. Okay. I have a club. I okay. I just bought Newcastle and I okay. threw every player out the window. You're my manager. I have two people who want to come. I can only I only want one. Benzema or Firmino. Oh God! You're Hold kidding. on, Jay. Before you answer, at this Mark. time in the world, at this no, time no, in the no, world. No. Wait, right now or what age are they? Both prime. Okay, there you. Oh, go. Oh, there you go. So you change it because Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Ah oh, man, that's that's a. I'm really- an owner right now. I'm like, he can't make a decision. This coach, he's fired. Whoa. Steve, who do you pick? You rattled me so hard. I told you I'm not a manager. You just, you just preyed on my biggest. I have like, like, uh, you killed me there. It's my biggest fear in life to be a manager. You just destroyed me at my my biggest weakest moment. Jay, I'm. Hor- I was so glad oh, you're going first because I'm not I'm ready. And then he called fired. me out. I got fired. I got fired. I know, but I'm I not ready. Fired. I was relying on you being like hemming and hawing. Fire him. Why aren't you firing him? Why did I get fired? I'm picking Benzema. And I hate that I'm saying it. That's why I paused because I I should say Firmino. I love how Firmino plays. Firmino's work rate is off the chart. I absolutely adore Firmino. I want to cradle Firmino every night and tell him how good he is. (laughs) To be at Real Madrid for that many years, to play with that many different people, to, to they always love Benzema he always buries constantly which is a, the knock on Firmino he definitely isn't as hard of a worker as Firmino but he, he does work I don't know how I can't pick Benzema oh, oh. can I have my Jay, job back can I have yes my you're back? you're hired you're Steve's number two you run the sessions you I don't ask you about players <laughs> oh my god I pick Benzema I tell Steve he's right about Benzema in his ear but we both send Robbie Firmino, Bobby Firmino, not Robbie Firmino. Bobby Firmino, we send him a care package with a onesie. Yeah, I do it. Okay, Jay, let's see if you can do this. Would you rather play for West Brom or Celta Vigo? Celta Vigo. Yeah. Ignorant question. Do we know where Celta Vigo is? I know they're in Spain, but... It's in Celta. I have no idea. I have no idea, but I'm not playing at West Brom. (laughs) It's a good question. I I would. uh, I'll say West Brom. Yeah, probably more money in the in the Premier League, but I'd go for money. I'm a money chaser. I'm playing for whatever club pays me the most. Yeah, that's what I do. Except for except for a few. Would you go ice fishing for fun? Yes, a hundred thousand percent. I'm taking Depends my son who. to an ice fishing derby. Wow! Praise and sh- and shouts out, which sounds so dumb for me to say. Like I'm the last person to sh- shout out. <laughs> Gordy McDonald in West Carlton. There's an ice fishing derby. Isn't asked me to go because he knows my son loves it. He's the greatest human ever. We're going. Wow, Jay. And, and your kids are like diehard fishermen, like my son. I, yeah, I, I'm going to see if I'd go with my son. Depends with who. I, I, I think it'd be kind of fun. I've done it before as a kid with my grandfather. And it's, it's you look back on it, it's, you just sit there and watch the fish. And, but there was no like, it was just with my grandfather, you know, just like, but it was, I, I did enjoy it as a kid. I, I, I loved it. What? 
are they dancing the fish? Like they're doing like a, like a dance routine. You're watching them. Like they're under the, <laughs> <laughs> you just see them when they come up. I know you can see them. You can see them. You can oh, see yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk Mark about Emily? Yeah. If you want. Sure. She, I thought she was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, she was, you know, yeah. For being so young and like she said, entering the soccer universe at 15 to know, like to have the knowledge she has is insane. Like that's like seven years absorb the universe of soccer, which is, I nuts. love the point Jay made. I want to get, she did a master's. I want to give Jay more credit, like giving her that like parallel with writing and what she's doing and then the work and effort she's putting in. All I was thinking when you're asking that or telling her that was like Arsene Wenger. Like I know Arsene Wenger played, but really like, you know, he's not the typical like player who went to be a coach like Zidane, like the Wengers, the Villa Boas, all these kind of new age guys. Like you're right. Uh, I'm glad you said that to her because who I don't care, but also yeah. good on her to to admit it to us. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. She was uh, like, again, with my Twitter thing, like if somebody can hold someone's attention on Twitter, like that's a big deal, especially as a journalist, because some journalists will just bore you to tears or, you know, overpost or repost too much, too much, too little, but she hits it right there. I love it. Well, all it has to do to be a nerd because I teach uh, language is her writer's voice. And you, that, that tweet that you read, Steve, that you liked, that I love that tweet like yeah. it just sounds like art like so she has obviously a way with you know words and how to juxtapose them steve and how to make them just come alive and so that has nothing to do with her under like ever having to kick a ball um, yeah and so yeah i love that about it it's intriguing i want her to go on that trip like i honestly now i'm gonna renege i'm gonna pay for half of her flight okay there um for five percent okay but like why wouldn't she do that like i didn't want to get into her personal life of like okay well, what's keeping you here like i was gonna go further like like her like an uncle like an like an annoying uncle like why, why are you here just go like i even even go during covid i'm like go stay with them and like get tested and will they let you like i will i really think that she should do that like that would be such a turning point in her career i think I went on that journey with you, like in my head when you were saying it, I, I almost closed my eyes and I saw her yeah. on the plane and you were at the airport, like waving goodbye <laughs> to her with like yeah. your, your Starbucks, like whatever. <laughs> and you had like frosted foam on your beard and like you're waving <laughs> by like on your lips. Yeah. <laughs> on a new adventure. Detail. I love the details. So. Like that was like, that's where I went. Uh, but I'll, I will say she like, spits out her cold coffee. Yeah. She's like, I'm done this. And then she goes up a huge escalator. But I wanted to like, I would, I would juxtapose this comment by saying like, I, I respect what she's doing here. I love people like her who are growing the game here. I love people that have the passion to like, you know, to try and get Canada and, and the North America to that. Like she's part of culture now. Like to me, she's yeah. soccer culture. Like I follow her because she's, what's missing in Canadian soccer is a bit of culture. I, I love reading what she has to say like i have so much respect for it and i think it's when you said jay she makes the words come alive or whatever like that's a genius way to put it and yeah and i i respect her for that so maybe that's her goal um can she do what you said and have that goal too for sure i think she could if she wants to do that go for it i think it'd be amazing like if she did a female castle de sangro like that'd be unreal like it's such a great suggestion by you but i love 
and I think it's why Mark brought her, Mark's the one who discovered her for me. And, and what he finds uh, interesting is she, she is like a builder here. Like you have to call her that. And that's like, I respect that. Yeah. That's why like when Jay was telling her that I was all in, but then I'm like, well, I don't want to lose a great Canadian yeah, journalist because yeah. maybe she can push the CPL a little bit and like grow our game, but it's, it's selfish, but I'm a selfish person. So screw you all <laughs> when the snobs. Okay. A question for the snobs from Joe Fournier. Love Joe. Joe's an amazing Joe. coach, amazing person. Great listener of the show. He sent Steve a question. And I love this question, but it's like a 10-parter in my mind, so I'm not even going to answer it. No, it's not. When, oh, because there's a thousand ways. When the snobs eat a fruit salad, do they eat their fruit one at a time or do they mix it up? Now, that's what I mean. Is it not like, it sounds like at first you're like, well, I just eat, but then you're like, wait a minute. There's a strategy in my head every time I eat a fruit salad, every time. I'm taking one blueberry, and then a strawberry, and then a banana, and they need to explode togetherness when I bite. If you eat one fruit at a time in a fruit salad, you're a psychopath. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You have to mix them. And I'm, a, I'm partial to grapes and strawberries together. Green or purple grapes? It doesn't matter. You guys are both. Me. I like both. Mark, I want to hug your parents. I think you've had the greatest <laughs> childhood. Yeah, I because do. Your, your mind is free. Like I'm stressing about things that maybe happen in my, like I have chips <laughs> on my shoulder and everything. You have the space in your mind yeah. to think about and, and, and actually go further and deeper and delve into subjects like fruit salads. I think your parents have achieved success. They're probably the best parents ever. They, they, they are. They really are um, the greatest be. humans on, the, on earth. I mix, but I'm not going into any sort of detail that Mark has. Even you, Jay, like, I just know eating one at a time. I hope Joe responds to tell us what he, he wouldn't tell me what his answer was. He just kind of like, <laughs> ha, 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 left it, like left it. And yeah, but like, if you eat one at a time, isn't that weird? Yeah, it has to be like, why have a fruit salad and just have yeah. an apple? Yeah. Like, great point. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm not going to go for, I want to go further on this. I really do, but I'm going to shut it down. Stop. Yeah. You walk into a friend's living room. Okay. You walk in, you're like, whoo, what's up, Joe? To watch uh, a world cup soccer game. Do you go for the couch or do you go single lazy boy? Oh my God, I love this question because I can see you thinking, oh my God, it's going to kill me. Yeah, you did it again. You did it uh, again. <laughs> called out how we, what he is. He didn't even think about it and he just did it exactly like you said. Oh my God, it's so good. Uh, it depends, but it's like, as a Canadian, you just I just lean towards the single lazy boy chair or whatever chair. And I do that at Steve sometimes. But sometimes I just want to get cozy and just go on the sofa. That's see, it's you know what? It's almost a personality assessment <laughs> where you're like, if you go on the single lazy boy, you win because you're the most comfortable by yeah. far. Yeah. But you're missing out on like the gold jumping or like yeah, the, the yeah. popcorn bowl. Like it's a solitary choice. 
you're, you're leaning to get the popcorn from so far and it's like can i have yeah. some like oh well everyone has it over there you have to like do a couple steps to go get it and you're like uh i'll just yeah. grab some from here and then you know you have some this jay this happened to me last time i came to your house we were sitting in your like perfect fireplace room which is like <laughs> my heaven and like my wife wants to go to that room because she's so relaxed <laughs> i hate it because you're winning <laughs> i sat on the chair and your daughter brought in cookies and I got the pity, like, don't forget Steven, like push it over. And like, at one point, like I could tell Patrice was like, I just want to give it to Lisa who's beside me. Like, oh, he's over on the lazy boy. It killed me. I spit, I, I'm scarred from it, to be honest. Like I would make a different choice next time. Yeah, but again, the comfort, but I'll tell you right now, the most horrific thing in a person's life, you're enjoying the lazy boy, you get up, or you go to pee and someone is now in it. When you sit in a lazy boy at the beginning, it's yours for the evening, unless you f- like vocally say like, I'm out. No, am I wrong? I, I don't know. We, I, I, I tell them because there's too many fights about that and I can't deal with it. So especially during COVID. So if you get up, you're gone. So now anybody who gets up, everyone's like, hey, can you pass me a water? No one wants to get up. If you get up, you are done for. You are serving. You, you are now a waiter or a waitress. <laughs> And for like 25 minutes and you need to sit down or you're done for. And I never had to experience that because I grew up in a deaf family. And so my parents are deaf. You had to get your own thing because you could never call like, mom, can you get me this? <laughs> never. And then when I got married and I, you know, Patrice is like yelling from the house, like, can you get me this? I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> she can hear me. I can hear her. Oh my God. Like I have, I actually have to do this now. Like I have to like, I have to answer to this. So that is I know, and I love that. It, like you would survive so well in a deaf house, Mark, because you just you don't have to answer to anyone. Literally, oh, that's like my dream. Yeah, yeah. phone rings. No, <laughs> no. like who cares? Like no, it doesn't ring. Does a phone ring in a deaf house? Does it make a sound? Oh, yeah, I love that. Question. I love that. Okay, <laughs> before we wrap up, <clears throat> everybody who listens to this show. Like we did with the OSU 2006 girls, like we did with Joe, send us questions. Send us a stupid question. We will answer any question you send, anything. We'll add it to the show. I think it's fun. I think it's interactive. It's, it, it creates buzz, and, I, and uh, I like it. So OSU 2006 girls, thank you for that. Uh, Nepean Hotspurs have been like, they send us all sorts of stuff on Instagram, so we love all their feedback. Um, Ottawa clubs, the clubs in the city, send us questions. If you want, like get involved, like the, like the Hotspurs and everything. We're more than willing to, to read your name on the air and all that good stuff. Um, One more when you're on the roll, Richard Mullen sent me yesterday. I just sent the site to you guys that uh, football, I want to say Italia, but I don't think it's Italia, but maybe we'll post the link on our social media, but he sent that about pre like full matches, like full games from the past. And you can like actually sort by like Maradona, Cruyff and Baston. And it shows how many games they have and like, what a great, yeah. great, like uh, resource. resource. And yeah. he, sends, he sends quite a lot too. Like we've got a good core of <clears throat> some solid people that yeah. like, really, no, like yeah, yeah. they're, they're helping no, us. And it's, it's amazing. Big time. And I don't want to forget. That's why I was check cutting Steve off at every opportunity uh, the Windsor soccer club like recommended us, recommended us to people on their uh, Twitter site when someone was asking for podcasts. So the Windsor soccer club, like, thank you for that. Like we really appreciate uh, that kind of support. So if you're in the Windsor area, play uh, Windsor soccer club, 
We'll pay for you. No, we won't. So anyway, Emily Wilson at Wilson underscore EMT. Thanks to Steve and Jay for the opportunity to do this podcast. What the hell? Where I was going with that. Uh, Anyway, hug your family, clean your fish tanks. See you later. very much for listening today if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast and of course leave us a five-star review if you want to get in touch you'll find us on instagram at soccer snob one on twitter at soccer snobs one by searching for us on facebook and of course on the web at www.soccersnobs.ca backslash listen you can leave us your opinion give us any comments and if that's where you want to get nasty feel free to do so